This is the Exiled Geordies Podcast, your source for everything Newcastle United. Now, here are your hosts, Alex and Brad. You can start by wiping that fucking dumbass smile off your rosy fucking cheeks. This is the perfect time to panic. The whole world got crazy! Am I the only one around here who gives a shit about the rules? Why didn't you just go home? That's your home! Are you too good for your home? Answer me! You fucking You You bastard! And I want to look him straight in the eye, and I want to tell him what a cheap, lying, no good, rotten, poor, flushing, low-life, snake-licking, dirt-eating, inbred, overstuffed, ignorant, blood-sucking, dog-kissing, brainless, dickless, hopeless, heartless, fat-ass, bug-eyed, Exile Jordy's podcast. This is Alex. Brad doesn't have a voice, so he's not joining us. Newcastle lost three to two to Manchester United. That was a little rant track for you because I'm pretty pissed off. Yep, I don't know where to start with this one. Uh, let's just jump into the match. So Newcastle come out. Scenes are Mike Ashley's there. It's at Old Trafford. We never win at Old Trafford. But Manchester United are reeling. The news came out that, by the way, this is going to happen. <sighs> That's a nice Miller High Life. That's been cracked open and flowing now. <sighs> Hope you enjoy that. Manchester United on the brink of firing Jose Mourinho with three wins from seven matches mid table unacceptable with the amount of unbelievable talent that that club has from Lukaku to Pogba to Bailly to De Gea and all the way down the list Matic, Mata, Valencia, Young, Rashford, Martial up and down the list Many, 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 many talented players. Jose Mourinho is on the brink of being fired after losing matches to the likes of West Ham and drawing with Wolves and drawing with Valencia in the Champions League and uh, losing to Brighton and losing 3-0 to to Tottenham. So, after all that, Newcastle come in. Kennedy scores. Matic makes a terrible play on the ball. Jose gets it off a throw-in, puts a beautiful through ball in to Kennedy, who takes it left-footed and gets a pass to Hea. We've scored first at Man- at Old Trafford before. We're probably still going to lose, right? Well, less than three minutes later, Shelby sets it up for Muto, who gets on uh, his defender, turns him around, gets a ton of space, and buries a goal. 2-0. to zero. 
Are you kidding me right now? We're, we're up 2-0 at Old Trafford. And the thing that makes me the most irritated is those players had no interest in being there. None of the Manchester United players gave a damn at that point. They didn't want to be there. They're, they're, they've given up on their manager. They know he's getting fired or sacked, however you want to say it. It doesn't matter. The game's over. It's 2-0. All you got to do is just hold this thing together. And then I believe it was Shelby puts in a ball from a set piece. Clearly defect, deflected off of Ashley Young in the penalty area, off his elbow. It's given as a goal kick. How much money does the Premier League generate? Billions of dollars? And the referee can't even tell not only that it deflected off a Manchester United player, but that he's standing in the box, jumping to his left, and extends his right arm out to deflect it. And it was a goal kick. Absolute disaster of, I mean, the scenes of having a Premier League linesman and referee that can't spot that and fourth official. I mean, what are we doing? What are we doing? If you can't see that, and I don't want to hear anything about Muto because the ball was deflected and he pulled his arm into his body, it, that situation should not have even mattered because Newcastle should have taken a penalty. It probably would have been Richie. It probably would have been in the back left corner of the net it would have been three to zero and at that point there's no way and guess what happened when Manchester United went to play uh, Brighton away well Brighton jumped out to a two to zero lead and then Lukaku scored to make it two one and Pascal Gross got to score a penalty kick in the 44th minute because they were given one and all I hear is that well oh, the referees there's no there's nothing that says that they won't give Newcastle United penalties well guess what it continues to happen and it continues to be obvious plays not just hearsay that should be I mean the FA's fining and and uh, you know, charging Rafa Benitez for 60 grand for his comments about the referees. I think the bigger problem is the referee is not Rafa Benitez's comments, and I don't have a issue with anything that he says any of the time. So at that point, you're still up two to zero. So whatever, right? But no, because you're you're going along. Dubravka's playing excellent. Shelby's everywhere. The defense is doing a pretty decent job. There's a couple opportunities, but there's not really a great look for, for Manchester United on goal. And what does Diame have to do? Martial's dribbling into a box with seven Newcastle players in it. Most likely, even if he gets a shot off, it's going to get blocked. He sticks a foot out and trips him. An unbelievably cynical challenge. Absolutely no need to do it. It's stupid. It costs... Newcastle the game because you open the door for Manchester United to get back in and at Old Trafford with that much talent I don't care how stupid their manager is squirting water bottles at cameras before the match you don't do that I mean just sub him off at that point I'd rather have Christian Atsu play center mid if he's gonna not if he's gonna do that Diame it's just so mindless I mean do you realize how hard this club has to fight for a point because of the lack of investment that, that Benitez has been given? It's insane. It's completely insane. It's a terrible, and you've got way too much talent on Manchester United, especially in Juan Mata, who puts a perfect free kick in and scores it. Dubravka, I mean, it was an inch away from hitting the post. I mean, it, it, 
2-1 at that point. And then good, good luck. Good luck. Because you already know Newcastle have, lo- have not won in seven. And the, the, the first sense of doubt is all they needed to drop their heads and allow that to happen. Because from then on, there was no chance we were scoring. Martial gets one in the 76th minute, and then it's a joke because Atsu and Yasalu are the subs that Rafa Benitez has available to him. Christian Atsu, who barely made it in the championship other than a couple touches and free kicks that he had, and Yasalu, the fourth striker of Stoke City championship side, are the subs that he has available to him. And sure enough, Alexis Sanchez... Potentially a 40 million pound player comes off the bench for the other side and scores a game winner, three to two. Newcastle lose again. Newcastle, you might as well lose one to zero and feel like you did well defensively and you were hard done. But that, I mean, what do you come back from? How do you come back from that at this point? Tell me, tell me how you come back from that. What is Rafa Benitez supposed to tell the players? What are what are the what do they look at each other and say? Well, we were up two to zero. Now we're, our goal difference is minus seven. We've lost six. We've drawn two. We have two points. You know, Southampton and Fulham have a, have a game at hand and they're three points ahead of us right now. Um, you know, good luck because we're going down. That's all I can say. I've tried to have faith. I predicted a two to one victory today because I thought, you know what? Manchester United are in shambles right now. They are they're, they They have no confidence. Their manager is on the outs. They know it. They probably just wanted to get this game over with, get a new manager and start clean, but they didn't even have to do that because we gave them the game. We took a lead. We should have walked this one out and just just won the game. We changed our strategy in the second half, played more defensively, didn't play the way that we were beating Manchester United in the first half, and when you invite that much pressure, guess what? One of the players that isn't a Premier League player is bound to make a mistake. And I don't mean to rag on Diame because he's done a lot of good things, but it just goes back to the fact that he shouldn't be being asked to do everything perfectly all the time. It's the state of Newcastle United. So let's just look at what, look at the state of Newcastle United. They go down with a trash pile team two years ago. Rafa can't save them because the owner begged Steve McLaren, a trash manager, to come back three times to, to manage the team. You sell Sissoko for 32 million pounds. You sell Vinaldum for 25 million pounds. You sell Townsend for 14 million pounds. You sell Dionmott for 18 million pounds. Or 8 million pounds, I'm sorry. You sell Cisse for probably 5 million pounds. You sell Remy Cabela for 7 million pounds. After making profits three of the last four years, you bring in a couple, you know, you bring in a, a championship side. And. Look at the players that are still being counted on that came in that season. Matt Ritchie for ten million pounds. Kieran Clark's off the bench and, and playing in half these games. Five million pounds from a championship side. Mo Diame from Hull City for four and a half million pounds. A key player. Isaac Hayden on the bench. Two million pounds from the Arsenal reserve squad, not even Arsenal's bench. You know, we'll go down the list. Christian Atsu on loan from Chelsea. They're like, you can have him because he's never, ever going to play here. Ever, 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 ever. Next year, we got 10 million pounds for Florian uh, Thalvin. Sam DeYoung made us a little bit of money, and we got his wages off the books. Grant Hanley, $3.5 to Norwich. 
Daryl Murphy, $2 million to Nottingham Forest. And got rid of a bunch of wages in Tim Crow, Gufran, and Anita. You know, you got rid of Tim Crow, uh, Tim Crow's wages there. And uh, Akraf Lazar went out on loan, and so did Henri Saive. You brought in Jacob Murphy. You brought in Jacob Murphy and Florian Lejeune. And you kept Atsu, who was already here. You kept Mankio, who's horrible. And you signed Mikel Marino from the Dortmund Reserves. Great investment, right? It's pretty awful. But then the next year, you sell, to this year, you sell Mitrovic for 20 million pounds. You sell Marino for 10 million pounds. There's a profit that should immediately be invested back in the squad. You sell Mbemba. You sell Les, Matt Sells. You sell Armstrong. You sell Tony. Whatever. These don't really matter that much. But you got rid of a lot of players that were holding up the quote-unquote wage bill. You got rid of Saive. You got rid of Gale. You got rid of Aarons. You got rid of Colback. Uh, Gomez left the club. And you brought in Yoshinori Muto. You brought in Federico Fernandez, who's fine at whatever. I don't care about it. Fabian Schar for three million pounds. Martin Dubravko, you made a permanent signing, which was a great bit of scouting by Benitez and his staff. And you brought in Solomon Rondon on loan. That was your investment. Money Mike Ashley in the, in the crowd at Old Trafford got to watch that as he's giggling and smiling in the first half and watches the embarrassment of a team that he's allowed Rafa Benitez to form choke it away, sitting 19th in the table. At this point, I hope we get relegated and I hope he sells it because I can't take it anymore. It's embarrassing to everybody associated with Newcastle, the fans, the former players, the former managers, the city, whatever. It's a joke. It's an absolute joke, and there's nothing else to say. Mike Ashley is the worst person in the world. I mean, other than Man City's owners, who are actually the worst people in the world. You know, I'd, ra I'd, rather, I'd rather play in League Two than be owned by Man City's owners that com commit human rights atrocities on a daily basis. But that's not the point here. The point is Mike Ashley's a pile of garbage and he's a horrible owner. He doesn't give a damn about anybody associated with Newcastle United. He cares about using it for sports direct advertisements, as you already know. But what, what really matters is what happens next because the players have pretty much invented a new way to lose every single match. So good luck. I mean, what happened this week? Bournemouth got four goals against Watford. Brighton beat West Ham. Your rivals are winning games. Your rivals are winning matches. And we're here sp spoiling two-goal leads against teams that don't want to win and don't like their manager and don't care and, and crowds that have turned on them. Think about the state of things when you go to your bench to try to shore up a victory and you got to put Christian Atsu on the field. No disrespect, but where are we at? The team doesn't improve. The team doesn't improve at all. Yeah, last year was magical. We, we finished 10th. I have no idea how. Rafa Benitez is amazing. But I don't know where the results are going to come from. I didn't expect, I, I predicted a 2-1, but I didn't, you know, I thought we could get a victory here. But, 
if you play this way and get a lead, you have to be able to win or at least get a point. I would have, you know, because guess what? You got the international break now to think about how awful you are before you play Brighton, who we can't seem to beat. And then we go to Southampton where we're, we get humped every time because it's traveling as far as you can go, basically. Plenty of three and four nil uh, losses to that team in that stadium, St. Mary's. So, great. Great. I don't know what to say, guys. I really don't. This sucks. It sucks to have zero wins from eight matches, especially with today. You're up 2-0. And it's essentially the way that it all shakes out. You draw nil-nil away to Crystal Palace. Okay, great. Good point. You got to get something at home to Leicester. And you lose two to nothing. Because Yasalu can't put a shot on target worth anything. And then you take a 2-0 lead to Man United. And you lose. So, I think the dream's over, guys. That's where I'm at right now. Brad said he's not watching for a few weeks, so I don't know what we're going to do here, but if anybody has some suggestions or ideas on what we can do, I mean, keep forcing Mike Ashley out. I don't... Here's the thing. Great. He's going to throw a bunch of money at January. Rarely do January transfer windows save a team. Rarely. Unless you... Because guess what? I guarantee you we're not making signings on January 3rd. We're making them January 23rd to 30th. And guess what happens? The player comes in, probably not fit because he's probably not playing for the team he's playing on right now. So he comes in. He's probably not fit. It's going to take him two to three weeks to get fit. It's going to take him another week to get into the squad. He's probably going to have to come off the bench a couple times. And then by the mid-March time, you're scrambling to be even in contention of staying up. And your new signing XYZ from some random league – on loan, probably. Probably doesn't have enough weight on his shoulders from everyone in Newcastle relying on him. Like, don't no pressure, but you've got to keep us up. So, this is what happens when you don't invest year after year after year and you lie about it. You say, Rafa gets what Rafa wants. Lie. Absolute lie. This cheap PR stunt, this stupid dinner... It's it's a breaking point now. We've said it in the past, but it's at the height of it now. I mean, the fans are organized against Ashley. I'm glad that he was in that stupid seat today watching it. And I've said it before, but I just want to I, I, wipe that grin right off his face. Yep, look at what the monstrosity that you've allowed to happen here with managers. I don't even think most of it was Alan Pardew's fault. He did a lot with a, a, a very terrible investment strategy um john carver managed games holy hell steve mclaren was begged to come here i'm at a loss guys i'm really i'm really at a loss you know it sucks it sucks and i think we're getting relegated because i don't see a way back from this 
We don't score consistently enough. And Benitez just doesn't have enough resources at his disposal to get the results necessary, especially when you've basically staked everybody else uh, six losses and two draws as your record so far. I said it, I said it la last couple of podcasts, but those early wins last year helped a bad run of form look a, look a little bit better. Imagine like a bad run of form, quote-unquote, now. I mean, hell. I, I don't know. If Rafa found a, a, a team that I don't know where it is. I don't know if it's in the Premier League or if it's in Italy or, or Spain that was an upper mid-tier uh, table club and they needed some help getting to where they needed to be and maybe he found it as a project. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if he left in the middle of the season at this point. I would be because he's got way too much honor for that, but it's just it's just heartbreaking, really. It just sucks. You just shake your head. I feel, I know how you all feel. It sucks. And I'm just here to try to give you a little bit of an event session. So get in touch with us get in touch with us on Twitter at NUFC underscore podcast. Send us your thoughts. You know. We want to hear from you. Give us a call. Leave us a voicemail. 513-480-NUFC. That's 513-480-6832. We'll play it on the air, and we'll, we'll answer your questions or let you vent your frustration. It doesn't have to be some Arsenal fan TV thing, but it's actually bad. We're in 19th without a win. We just blew a 2-0 no lead. And I don't know how the confidence couldn't be at absolutely shot after that, you know. And it sucks because Muto looked pretty pretty good, scored a goal. Kennedy was seemed to be getting a little bit more into form as he scored his goal. And you walk away with a loss, and you got to sit on it because none of our players are playing internationally, so they're going to sit there and think about it for two weeks. So let us know what you think. Are we getting relegated? I put up a poll uh, as the match was closing down. And the poll says, relegation, 79% yep, 21% no. So, a lot of us are on the same page. There's some good damn teams that have built, I mean, Brighton have strengthened their squad. I know, how, how absolutely mind-boggling of an idea. Let's get better, you know. Well, well, that's, an, that's a novice, novel idea. Getting better, trying to be better. Rather than, hey, I'll take you on holiday if you survive. What an embarrassment. How, how, how disconnected from football can you even be? How disconnected from Newcastle and the club and the fans and the Premier League and football and reality. So, here's hoping he sells. I'd, I'd take relegation in League One if it meant he was gone. Let us know what you think about that. So get in touch with us on Twitter. Leave a review on iTunes. I don't want to sit here and do this, guys. This is – I would much rather be talking about a 2-1 to one victory away to Man U and doing the happy dance and not playing the uh, the rant intro. I'd be playing the hallelujah intro. You know, Rafa engineered a way to get points for us, which he did, and the players didn't execute. So let us know what you think. Uh, leave a five-star review on iTunes. We're over a 1,000 followers on Twitter, so we're going to do a giveaway pretty soon here. It's a pretty cool one. 
Um, so just stay in touch there. Leave a five-star review. Uh, leave your comments. We'll read them on the air. Brad will give you a story if he ever returns to these airwaves. And, uh, yeah, let's try to go and be bright in two weeks, but I'm not confident, guys, and gals. So thanks for listening. This is Alex. Um, we'll be back soon. See you later. Thanks for tuning in to the Exile Jordy's podcast. If you're listening on iTunes, please leave a five-star review. It helps us be discovered by other Newcastle United supporters, and you'll feel like a better person. Do it. Do it now. You can find us on Twitter at NUFC underscore podcast. You can find us on Facebook if you search The Exile Jordies. Thanks for listening again. Rafa Rafa Benitez, Highway the Lads.